Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Bonner looking to get close side of Bond. Le Bonner away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Elm Park Rules preview podcast, previewing Huddersfield Town this week. And we've got Jonathan Lowe joining us. How are you doing, Jonathan? Hi, uh, Matt. Yeah, very uh, well. I'm not too bad. Um, all things considered, uh, over the past few days, um, the sun is shining at least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the positives are going to have to be away from the football. It feels like it's been another pretty dreadful week for Reading. Yes, as um, I mean, Red, I mean, it's been a pretty awful year for Reading so far. I think the first twenty days of the, of the year uh, hasn't been too pleasant, um, and it, unfortunately, it just seems to be getting worse and worse. Uh, you thought kind of the, the the drubbing by Fulham last week was kind of the 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 ultimate low point. Um, However, uh, they've certainly uh, done well to, to probably match that in terms of losing to the, to the last minute against Middlesbrough, having all this, this Liam Moore stuff come out and, um, and putting in that pretty woeful display against Luton last night. Yeah, I mean, let's start with the, I think, the one positive of the week, which is that the Middlesbrough game on the whole was a little bit better. And I feel like... The, the result there was at least a little bit harsh on Reading. Yes, I would say so. I, th- I think it was actually a, um, a very decent performance, all things considered, especially after the, uh, that uh, hammering by, by Fulham. Um, got the goal in the second half from, from Andy Carroll, a nice goal. Nice to see uh, um, nice to see him score, nice to see um, Reading score from open play. Um, but as soon as Middlesbrough got that equaliser, you, you really just did feel that... You know, they had all the momentum, the home fans were behind them and the second goal was uh, was just inevitable really. And unfortunately, uh, although there was only what, a couple of minutes left of the game in stoppage time, they managed to, to squeeze it in and uh, it was just a straightforward goal and one that Reading have 
conceded all season, conceded a very similar one against Luton last night. Um, so yeah, I think that perhaps the the scoreline was a bit harsh and ready. I think a, a draw probably would have been a fair result, but um, football you get what you deserve, and, and really got nothing again. And that Middlesbrough game is the last game that Andy Carroll was contracted to play. Um, the club haven't released any statement um, other than Paunovic obviously saying that we have offered him a contract. Does it look likely that he'll go elsewhere? I mean, he was at the game last night and has been training with Reading. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, click, I'm clutching at those straws that, that you are as well. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, it's, it's a very interesting one, I think, because Clearly, I think he's going to have a few offers from, from elsewhere, and clearly he's keeping his options open for as long as possible. There's talk that Burnley are interested. Do you swap one relegation fight at Reading for a Premier, you know, Premier League relegation fight? Um, no doubt he'll get a bit more money up there. Um, he said back in the summer that he wants to stay a bit more south to, to be near as close to his family who live in Essex. So that would uh, give Reading some sway. Um, so, you know, is it 33 years old as well? He doesn't really need the money. Um, Reading are offering £1,000 a week. So um, hopefully he's got some good gold bonuses on top of that. But um, uh, I mean, it's your guess is as good as mine right now. Um, I'd like to see him stay. I think he put in a really, really good shift when he did play uh, those, uh, I think, eight games he played for Reading in the end. Uh, scored a, say, a couple of good goals as well. Um, but uh, on the flip side, I guess Reading do have Lucas Zhao coming back at least. Um, you also got Yakumete, you know, hopefully in, in the next sort of six weeks or so. Um, so if he doesn't sign on, then uh, at least there, there are some other players to to take a look at. But uh, you know, I'd like I'd like to see him stay. Panovic would like to see him stay. Reading wants him to stay, um, but he's certainly keeping everyone guessing. Yeah, I mean, and if, if the financial terms are similar to what we've been offering him or even a little bit more, it does feel like a no-brainer. Um, but obviously, Reading are not in the position to financially fight with other teams, if if that's the case. The, the one thing we do have to offer him is probably guaranteed game time um, until Zhao is fit, at least. Um, and who knows how long that will be for anyway. Um, so from a player that's training with Reading to one that apparently is no longer training with Reading, uh, Liam Moore on Saturday night came out that he was no longer the captain and that he has, I can't remember the, the exact phrase used in the statement, but effectively told the club that he would be happy to leave um, or has requested to leave. I think there is a slight difference there. Um, do you know any more than what's been put out in that statement? Um, well, from, from what I, I gather... Um... Uh, I think he 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 knows the club's uh, position and the club situation regarding the finances, and he knows obviously he's one of the um, you know higher earning players at the club. Is you know reports thirty four thirty five k a week, whatever it is, it, it's it's very high wage, and you know he is one of the highest earners. Um, so I think he 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 would be open to to a move. Um, you know, for his sake and for the club's sake, and, and I think a, a move would be beneficial for for all parties. Um, I think the captaincy issue is a, is a slightly separate one because, um, again, Panovic admitted last night that he did want to uh, take the captaincy off him. Um, 
not really because of the the, the transfer request, but because of um, his, his form and allowing him to concentrate on on his game and getting him um, back to to well back to full fitness and uh, you know full of confidence and be the player that we saw um, you know, at the start of last season. Because this season he hasn't been um, very good at all. So um, and from what I understand, he, he you know he didn't necessarily agree with that decision to strip him of the captaincy. Um, but he, you know, we took it on the chin and, and um, accepted it and was going to move forward. Um, however, the club have now come out with this statement. Um, still not sure kind of who who gave it the all clear, who signed it off. I can't imagine Panovic would, would have been too pleased um, about it. Uh, again, he stressed last night about you know, not wanting to have any sort of distractions and, and you know, keeping everyone's focus uh, and frame of mind in the right direction. Um, and then obviously he's, he's uh, Moore's come out and say he's incredibly shocked by it and um, followed by this 18 face palm emojis. So um, clearly he's not happy. Um, I don't think he's he, he's not well. He, he's not training with with the team at the moment. Um, he I think he was with the under 18s on Monday and then he went up to Bluffborough on, on Tuesday. Um, he's obviously injured at the moment, so that's an, another thing to to take into consideration. Uh, he's got a, a knee injury. I think I don't know how, how long he's going to be out for, but uh, Panovic did say that there's a chance that he, he might need surgery. So how long that rules him out for, we don't know. Um, whether that's got us any chance of a move uh, over the next, what is it, 11 days, um, we'll have to see as well. Um, so there's a lot of things to, to take into consideration. And uh, I mean, if you were to ask me now whether I th- think he'll still be here beyond... 31st January, I'd, I'd, um, I'd, I'd probably say yes. Uh, however, I, I, I think it's going to take a long way for, for him to get back um, into the sort of first team frame, really. And um, you know, otherwise, it's going to be a big talking point uh, week after week. I think. Yeah, you've basically preemptively answered both the questions I was about to ask you about that. Um, obviously, on Twitter. Eddie Wallbank, who, who seems to have some knowledge of what goes on at the club, uh, said that the statement effectively came straight from Die, And that feels unhelpful for the reasons that you've just mentioned. If, if he has effectively alienated a player that cannot be sold due to injury reasons and then is now unlikely to play for Reading in any serious form um, in the next few months, that, that can't have a good impact on the squad generally no certainly not and and um you know we, we all know the, the fan anger at the moment uh the players i'm sure are pretty uh are pretty um i say very, very sort of frustrated with how, how things are going at the moment disappointed um and no doubt uh they'll, they'll have their own views about um what what's happened what liam moore has done what the manager has done and, and uh, you know what what the statement um, has done and uh, whoever the statement has come from. So um, I think it's only created, unfortunately, sort of more more divisions, more anger, more uncertainty, um, and um, at a time when Reading certainly do, do not need uh, any of this. You know, they don't need any distractions at all. Really, the full focus must be must be on getting um, some confidence back on the pitch and start picking up points because uh, the more off-field distractions that there are um, and no doubt there's probably going to be more coming up in the next few months or so um, 
the the, the less chance Reading are going to be in the championship come come the end of the season. That's a depressing thought, but yes, a hundred percent. I mean, the Luton game also wasn't great last night, and I think that. It, I mean, it feels obvious that Paunovic is on the ropes. In that statement previously, Dai did say that he had his full backing, uh, Paunovic, but you can't keep losing games. And I mean, the attendance last night was, I, I don't know what the official figure was, but it felt like the lowest league attendance I've seen in kind of 15 years that I've been going to the Medeski. Um, yeah, I, I don't know the. I think something around about ten thousand or, or or nearly ten thousand. Um, I was actually surprised to see so many still in the seats at the end. To be honest, um, given how awful the awful the display was, um, yeah, I mean, sort of dwindling attendances is is nothing new at Reading, and um, I guess you know, with all due respect to Luton, that they're, they're not a, a big name side. Um, it's a cold January Wednesday evening. Um, yeah, you've got to be a pretty hardened fan to to turn up to 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 go and see a Reading game. Uh, probably the best of times, and especially last night, um, it wasn't really a, an attractive proposition. But um, I mean, it's, it's not it's not a good got not a good look on, on uh, anyone really, um, especially at the club. And um, you know, it's it's uh, it's difficult because you know the players need the fans, the fans need the players, and. Uh, there's very very little to get excited about at the moment, and uh, you can certainly understand people's reasons for for not going to to Reading games um, at the moment. Yeah, I mean there was a bit of discussion on Twitter after a pod we did a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't want to say we called out the fans, but we had a discussion around the fans and and supporting the team. And to be fair, as you said, like there were a lot of people left at the end. Uh, well, <laughs> relatively a lot of people left at the end last night, and like the noise that they've made. Uh, especially in Club 1871, before um, the matches at home this last week or two, like it has been, you know, far better than you would expect given the 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 trouble that we're in currently. So I know some people got annoyed. I just wanted to say that like the fans are not the problem at the club. Um, I think that there was a slight misunderstanding with what we meant when we were talking about that. And um, yeah, when 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 we as fans do good things, that should also be praised. So. Um, I imagine that the attendances are just going to go down from here. But but hey, um, turning our focus to Huddersfield, um, do we think we're going to have any other players fit? Like, do you think Zhao comes into starting eleven? Do you think he's ready for that yet? Um, based on last night's performance, I'd probably say not, actually. Um, I mean, it's, it's very difficult to tell Lucas Zhao because... Uh, He's like we saw last season. He's very, he's uh, he's a very confidence-based player, and uh, when he's up for it and, and confident and on form, then um, he looks the best striker in the world. But unfortunately, uh, there's another side to him, um, one which is very sort of uh, uh, lackadaisical and, and uh, appearing to look very lazy and not very motivated. And um, I kind of saw that at Middlesbrough the weekend actually, and, and last night he wasn't too bad. He played a couple of had a couple of nice touches. Um, whether he's thrown in from the off, um, I doubt it, to be honest. Um, I'd like to see him up front and I'd like to see him with with George Puskas, actually. Um, I know a few fans have been calling for that um, because Puskas up front, as we saw yet again last night, just doesn't work. Um, you know, he, I, I would say he doesn't even run his socks off. He, he put in a little bit of a shift, but he didn't do anything at all. Um, 
I think Andy Yeardon and Baba Raman should be back. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't be. Um, clearly, Ghana being knocked out of Afghan is is a good thing for Reading. Hopefully, those two will come in because those two positions are really being exposed by the opposition teams over the last few weeks or so. Tyrrell Ashcroft and, and um, Ethan Bristow did, did well, well enough last night, but you know it's a big ask for them and. They're, they're just not ready. They're, they're too early in their careers to be playing in such a high uh, high stakes game, and they were just kind of bullied by by Luton last night, unfortunately. And, and I think the sooner Yedom and, and Raman are back, the better. Good to see Michael Morrison back as well. I think he he gives that sort of leadership and experience to the side. Um, so so yes, yeah, slowly, slowly people are coming back. I think Obi Ajari, there's a chance that he, he could be back in, um, which is uh, I don't know whether you think that's exciting or or uh, or not really, because uh, he's had about one good game, hasn't he, this season? Uh, but he gives you know at least a, another option for for Paranovic. Um, I don't think Hoyler or Halilovic will be back from, from the sounds of Halilovic possibly. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, they've they've, they've still got um, you know uh, they've still got quite a few talented individuals. Uh, I'm reluctant to say you know, uh, you know too too good because uh, you know we've said this for years and and, and they just aren't and they're not a team. Uh, but individually, the, the, you know, if they perform to their potential, then uh, then Reading will have a chance on Saturday. But um, yeah, it's, it's a big if right now. Yeah, it is it, as always. It's a big if uh, from from team selection to to what players are even going to be available to the squad. Um, what is your uh, score prediction? Bearing in mind that Huddersfield, I think, uh, are on about an eight game unbeaten run. Well, I mean, surely that has to come to an end at some point. Um, I, I actually fancied Reading to win last night for for I'm not quite sure for for what reason exactly. Um, but um, I think I think Reading will get a positive result in this. Um, I don't like to sit on the fence, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna sneak a two-one win. Oh, exciting! I I do not have your optimism. Uh, I've gone with a a two-nil loss. So um, I would I would happily take a two-one win and and be wrong in this regard. Perfect. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think Yedom and Raman being back will be will be important for Reading, and I think that that could sway it. Yeah, I think especially it felt like a lot of the first half against Luton was so much about protecting Bristow and and um, Ashcroft that that's sort of where our attacking threat went uh, down the drain. Try to defend. So hopefully, with with two fullbacks, you're more confident in um, will be able to be more on the front foot, like how Paunovic says, but very rarely plays. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, thanks very much for joining us again, Jonathan. Uh, we'll probably talk to you after... I can't remember what games are coming up soon. Um, it's uh, well, we'll probably... QPR, QPR after Huddersfield. Yes. Uh... So we'll, we'll probably catch up with you after QPR because I think there's a bit of a break after that as well. Um, yes, until the... there's, no Stokes, there's no Stoke game because of the FA Cup. Yeah, so maybe that'll play into Reading's hands. Um, Peterborough, uh, meanwhile, are playing Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday for about four weeks. So yeah. that 
let's clutch at these straws and let's hope because uh, we have really nothing else uh, anymore. Um, thank you very much, Jonathan. And after the break, we've got Cozzy from And He Takes That Chance. I'm here with Cozzy from Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Joining us from sunny Spain, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, Valencia. Honestly, uh, just having a week of watching some Spanish football and they don't realise how good they've got it here. The blue sky, the sunshine and just being a bit on their TV about obviously our masks are going to be going soon and they, they can't believe it. They, they And Boris Johnson's on, but obviously we won't go down that road, but it's uh, they're stunned, but... Yeah, no, really good. Uh, nice to be here, and uh, it's always good in it when the sun shines. Uh, Valencia a little bit nicer than Huddersfield, or or would you prefer to be back in the <laughs> northeast? Put me on the spot there, and that as well. They both have their own uh, positives, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh wow, what a city! It's just got absolutely everything. Kind of the beach. Obviously, got two football teams in the top flight, which probably going to go down to one. I think at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, Mastaya, brilliant. Uh, good game last night. Really enjoyed that. Nine thirty kickoff. Do you think that would catch up? Catch up in England. Got out of the ground about half past eleven. Had yeah, a beer after the game. How late it is. Yeah. Always surprised. Wednesday nights and all like school school nights and stuff as well. So it's not as like it's an holiday, but yeah, madness. And uh, but only in Spain. I, I kind of love it when it's a bit crazy and that as well. Uh, I think our football's a bit sanitised a uh, little bit. And yeah, their masks. So last night, the any any time anyone had the masks, even kind of down under the nose stewards were proper like put it on and it's not like kind of where we are it's uh yeah but no brilliant city and uh yeah we move on going to watch uh, real madrid tonight so i'm off to elche which is alicante so it's kind of two hours drive so yeah but obviously yeah back to reality now red in field yeah i mean the, the big match of the weekend obviously yeah. uh how how is huddersfield season going like obviously a few seasons ago, you came down from the Premier League and, and you had a couple of pretty pretty poor seasons. But this one feels like you're going in the right direction. Yeah, big surprise, really, to us all, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, at the start of the season, our podcast, I think I tipped us to be like one place above the relegation zone and, and a few of the other lads said relegation. And obviously, the last two seasons, you know, since we've come back down in the championship, been horrible there. Uh, you know, getting regular batters, batterings. Uh, last season, I think we conceded the most goals in the division and expectations were low. I mean, our signings in the summer, and this is where it's uh, kind of been weird, really, because we got a guy uh, from Luton, uh, Matty Pearson. We signed a guy who wasn't even MK Dons, his first choice keeper, Lee Nichols. Uh, another guy, Tom Lees, who's Kent Sheffield Wednesday League One club. So put all that together, there was Evan God, you know, Jordan Rhodes, even though it's a bit of a, obviously, hero at Huddersfield, he wasn't, people weren't like kind of excited. It's like the end of his career, he's finished, etc. So put all that together and on the back of two poor seasons, everybody were like, here we go. But honestly, it's been such a, a turnaround as well. And uh, managers done really well uh, to, I mean, the defence has been sensational, really. Uh, how you can go from like 72 goals, I think it was, to... You know, one of the most solid in the division is pretty special. What lie, the football is not the most exciting uh, in the division. But when we uh, normally go in front in a game, we normally win. So it's been really, really good. And uh, people talk about us as playoff contenders. Yeah, we're up there. But realistically, I don't I don't think many other Seal fans expect it to be in the six at the end of the season. I think you've seen now in the January window, Middlesbrough powering on with some signings, West Brom. I think there's others who kind of more... Uh, are going to go for it, shall we say, as well. But yeah, we've uh, we've surprised a lot of people, most of all our fans as well. And uh, I think it just proved last week when 
you know, we were winning 1-0 and uh, we took the lead early doors against uh, against the team Swansea, who not doing really well. But I think, as you'll know, the division is, is daft and, you know, they were a really good side, Swansea, at 17. It's probably should have won, really. So, But I think expectations rising. People walking out on the ground last Saturday disappointed that we didn't win and uh, that says it all because we've just come from three seasons, if you include the last season in the Premier League, and to be fair, half of the first season of just losing football. You know, we go a goal behind, everyone's, that's it, we're done, two goals, we might as well go to the pub. So now it's it's exciting, really, as well, to kind of be punching above his weight a little bit. And Yeah, we've uh, we've had a nice little run, but it's, uh, I think it's like eight unbeaten or something now. So, yeah, it's just nice to, when you look at our table, uh, see you're really struggling, but, you know, to see us in the top half, because that's been alien for us for a while now. Yeah, I would love to be in the top half, but I'm not sure it's going to happen this season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were some questions around Carlos Corbran. Um, I think, you know, obviously it's his first job. He came from from Leeds, right? In He was in the backroom staff at Leeds, I think. Uh, I might have made that up completely. But um, is is he starting to impress and, like, and put his stamp on the team because I think I think that was one of the criticisms last season was that nobody really knew that they kind of knew how he wanted to play but it wasn't working for you. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think the, the real thing that's really impressed me because last season we were kind of played I would say more kind of Bielsa lead style last season than this, but where wing backs were going high up the pitch. Uh, we had a Spanish guy called Pippa just come back from injury, kind of a flying wing back to Aritofalo, getting much more forward than, you know, kind of maybe this season, although he is, you know, he's contributed really well. But we were being exposed and we were losing games regular, you know. We were a soft centre. As defence were really poor, we, uh, you know, kind of a couple of young guys come in and, you know, struggled really as, as well. And we were really, uh, you know, awful. Uh, Richard Keogh's at Blackpool now. God, terrible. Uh, Richard Stearman, another guy who's at, at Derby. We were easy to kind of be, but last year it was really weird because like we were underpinned. Josh, Josh Caroma was the big noise, you know, this year, last season just burst onto the scene. Uh, hot property. And then this season really struggled. There's, you know, kind of a lot of rooms at the moment. Nottingham Forest might be, yeah, you know, fancying him because he's not getting in our team really and that as well. He's just doing nothing but yeah, I think what has impressed me is Coburn has kind of changed his, you know, his beliefs, his style really as well. He probably said, well, I've got more of my players in because I think one of the biggest things as well, that's the reason for what we're doing well is we had a lot of people still from the Premier League who just stayed to the bitter end, took every penny that they've got. You know, God, it, it made you kind of put you off football, to be honest with you as well. Let's name a few. Alex Pritchard, you know, living it up in League One now, Sunderland, but he stayed to the bitter end, took every penny that we got, which he's entitled to, but yeah, surely you want to play football, really. Massive disappointment. We had a, a couple of guys from France, Adama, Diakabi, left winger. What the least said about him, the better, but big money signing. We really struggled to get them out of the club. Isaac and Benzer showed a bit, you know, in the last season. But again, and I think only to, if you can imagine anywhere, really, it's like a workplace that we could go to when you've got four or five people there who not pull it, not asked, not in the, in the same direction negative influence in the just room it must be difficult and I think now we've got people who care about Uddersfield Town and it's really well, well it's not the most you know kind of exciting team we've ever seen in you know as a fan and it's it's nice that people care they've got it smell they want to win and it hurts them when they lose and that that's been lost at uh 
for the show for some time. But I think that's a difficulty, as, as you'll know. Like when you're in a Premier League, you're, you're shopping in the bargain basements, aren't you? And you're only going to get guys who, you know, they don't know where until this. They won't come with it if they knew what it's like. But, you know, oh, Premier League football? Yeah, let's come. So, and then when the reality is we're losing every week there, it's like, right, we don't want part of it. So, yeah, kind of gone around the, the houses a little bit there. But Corbyn's done well. But it's a weird one, really, because the, the, the support base still not they're still not really kind of taken to him that much as well. And, and it's really weird because you'd look at our results, you'd think, God, the, the fans are really happy. But I don't know what it is. You know, I, I think maybe, you know, we, we've been looking our time to have some real characters like Neil Warnock, uh, you know, obviously David Wagner, don't want to remind you too much of him, but real characters, tub thumpers, you know, proper up to the fans at the end of that as well. And I think Carlos is very, you know, kind of introverted as well. And, it's been interesting, like, in the last month or so, it's almost like someone of the clubs told him that, you know, after the game, you must go to the fans and celebrate and this, that and the other. He kind of looks a bit awkward, really, but still a lot of the fans, they, they kind of mention that it's football, what have you, you know, it's not the greatest, but I don't know what it is. It's really weird. It's uh, They just won't be won, a, won over with him as well, and I think that's just because maybe Spanish and obviously being here knowing quite a bit about Spanish football, the managers are pretty similar there. They're, they're not the most exciting, pretty cliche stuff, you know, complicated game, you know, and stuff like that. So where they want, you know, someone's a bit, uh, a bit mad, really. Who was that? Uh, God, I saw that Twitter interview with that manager. Uh, who, who was it the other day from, uh, did you see we were doing a Cantona thing? Cameron was caught. Is it someone from Fleetwood or something? I can't remember the manager, but yeah, total like, wow, this is a bit mad, but, so, yeah, but no, I have massive respect for Corbyn because I'll be honest, at the end of last season, I would have, I wouldn't have been too fussed if he'd gone. I'm kind of one never to really ask for managers to go, but if it had been moved on at the end of last season, I don't think I'd have been too fussed, to be honest with you, but but he's coming and yeah, brilliant. And we just need to kind of flirt with the playoffs a little bit more, really. We don't want, you know, a season just to peter out. Because I, I, like I say, I'd, a bit earlier, I don't think we're real playoff contenders. But honestly, compared to the rubbish we've seen in recent seasons, a 10th, 11th place finish uh, and beating a few big boys on the way, we'll take that all day long. Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my next question, really, is if you don't make the playoffs, which, I mean, there are some big names in and around the playoffs at the minute. And, and you said, like, some of those teams are strengthening um, where maybe Huddersfield aren't. Is it still a successful season, even if you end up kind of upper mid table and then and then do you think that next season could could be even more successful is that is that the hope that even if playoffs yeah. not this year there is a progression 100% Matt I think uh, it scares me being kind of anywhere near the Premier League obviously we had our fingers burned badly you know then it's took the club so, so long time to recover from it and that as well but absolutely I think uh, just a base to go again I suppose the only thing on the, on the other side of it is that as well is can he keep all the better players so for example Lewis O'Brien has been, you know, fantastic this season. Uh, you know, turning heads, kind of linked with Leeds a little bit in the summer, you know, and again in the window. Got Sorba Thomas, who's easily been our standout player this season, sensational there on the wing, and you know, people, you know, who create as many assists as him and, and kind of win as many games as him is always going to get suits as well. So, yeah, I think that's the question is, but definitely, you know, you've got at least you've got a base to build on now. Where you look to last couple of seasons, you're thinking, Christ, we're, we haven't even got a spine, a nucleus, really. But all of a sudden, now we're probably a striker short, really. But I suppose everyone says that, don't they? But yeah, we've got a nice little spine in our team. But yeah, give us that kind of base. And it's an interesting kind of in the background at the club as well, because there's uh, kind of a takeover that's just happening at the moment where the 
the old owner is kind of he's already been part of it anyway but the owner that we had before his business uh, sadly gone at liquidation so he's kind of leaving the club Dean Hoyle the old owner is coming back but uh, with a 25% stable it looks although it's not being confirmed yet which is interesting but uh, Marcus Evans I think he was at Ipswich Town as an owner as well so he's you know he could be the majority shareholder as well so it's interesting times off the pitch really and I think it's like anything isn't it because you're a good example of that it's like you've not got it right off the pitch it's hard to kind of do it well on the pitch I think the two go hand in hand so that's really good but but at last, it feels like positivity. It's like you want to go to games, you're looking forward to the games and you've got a team who kind of represents you now. Well, you know, it might not be the, like I said before, the most exciting, some of the greatest players we've ever seen, but they care, they'll give everything and they'll get stuck in. And when you pay your money on a ticket on a Saturday afternoon, God, I watched a couple of your games recently, you just want to know everyone's like gives a damn and uh, it hurts when they don't. And, you know, it's, it's sad really. But yeah, we've kind of got that back now. And let's hope it, you know, stays for, for our sake, definitely. Yeah, I feel like I am you from about a year ago and I would like to swap places. Well, not swap places. I'd like to be where you are in a year where, you know, happy with the team. Yeah, I mean, just losing games hurts, right? Like it's not the most fun in the world, even if people like we have a couple of players in our team who clearly still care and want to do well. But in that environment, it kind of I think it drags everyone down. It's not the most fun. Um, what do you see the game on Saturday being like? As you mentioned, you've um, unbeaten an eight. Are you pretty confident going into it? Yeah, you must be. Well, it's really funny because I just obviously had a look at your phone guy before I come on and said, don't, don't want to remind us. It's horrendous, isn't it? But we've got an habit of, uh, of handing out teams' wins who, who are totally out of form. I think we played Cardiff uh, where they'd gone like, 11 games without a win under Mick McCarthy in November and we arrived there and lost us that as well. But it's it's one of those, I think most half fans will expect to win, but it's just the championship's a beautiful division. It doesn't kind of work out like that as well. And, uh, you know, obviously on the back of that, Fulham uh, disaster for you and disappointing result the other night against, against Luton. I think your fans will, you know, be a, probably a poor crowd. A lot of people do we really have to go. If it's a cold afternoon, they'll probably sack it off. So you'd like to think we could probably, you know, take advantage of that. Uh, Bit of a problem for us though. We, cause we we've got a good squad, but it's not like biggest. And uh, Daniel Sinani, a guy we've got known from Norwich, scored last week and that as well. I think he's got a little bit of an injury, could be out for a little bit. And Levi Colwell, who's a centre back from Chelsea, I think you'll be hearing a lot more about him. Not with us probably, but you know, I think he'll go all the way at the top. This guy he's uh, got a problem as well with his knee, so one or two like kind of little niggles. But yeah, I'd like to think we'll win, but. Uh, I just don't know. It's uh, I don't want to jinx it, and then you put me on this loop video on the Monday when Reading have got the first win in how many? But uh, yeah, hopefully. But it's uh, yeah, be an interesting uh, afternoon. But I think it's one of those. If we've got to real, I don't think we're really serious couple of contenders. But I think if you really are, you'll go to uh, going to say Elm Park. Then God, I'm sure my age there. But yeah, we got to your stadium on Saturday and uh, win. But nothing had surprised me to be honest, mate. Do you want to give a score prediction or are you, are you going to hold off on that? <laughs> Go on then, mate. I'll say we'll win 2-1, but it's, uh, yeah, I think one goal for you will be good, wouldn't it? You'll take that after the last few games. I was <laughs> we'll about to say, I was about to say, <laughs> I probably would take 2-1. No, I'd like to think that we'll play a bit better. I, I think it's, it's a difficult one. It's, it's so often like, what is the players and what is the manager? And sometimes we play, you know, we come out and we play well 
and then other times we really don't. And and recently it's it's been the latter rather than the former. So I I think probably a two 0 Huddersfield win as well. Yeah. So it's really weird, Max. Like when I I watched that Fulham game, obviously, so sorry to remind you for it, but but you've still got a good chance of getting out of it just because of what it, what's happened down there with the minuses and stuff. I mean, obviously, you've got your deductions. It's really weird, isn't it? Anyone looking at that thing there, done, and, and maybe kind of mentally it's going to be hard to come back, but you've still got every chance of staying up. So it's, again, just the craziness of the championship. I love it, man. It's just like Premier League's so predictable. Man City will probably win it by about 20 points. You pretty much know it's going down. I would say now maybe one, one position uh, up for grabs, three out of four in our division. Wow, we would have forecast the Blackburn being up there this year. Ben Brett and Diaz, incredible. And, you know, that yeah, Fulham, Bournemouth, you'd probably expect them. But after that, anything can happen, really, as well. And Barnsley in the playoffs last year, probably going down this year. Sums it up for me. Great division, love it. Yeah, it is fun. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll be in it next year. Maybe you'll be in the Premier League. And, and that'll be fun. No. That'll be fun. No. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Cosy, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, Matt. Uh, Go and enjoy the, the Spanish sun and I hope the Real Madrid game's good. It, it, I, I imagine it's probably going to be better than the one at the Select Car Leasing on Saturday. Yeah, let's hope for a cup shock, mate. You can't be a good old cup shock. Sorry again to mention that again because you had one the other week. But yes, yeah, we did. Nice Thank to you so get much. I don't know. But... Sorry. And we won't mention the playoff final, mate. Yeah, I'll never be back on again, will we? So, no, all the best, mate. Anyway, cheers. Thanks for having me on. Thanks very much for being here, mate. Enjoy your holiday. Cheers. Thank you.